Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers in a long time established veteran of the organization have parted ways as Judy Seto is no longer the team's director of sports performance, a position she has held since 2019. At first glance, you would say, yeah, a team that struggled with injuries the way that it did this year would maybe think about shaping or reshaping the team's training staff. The Lakers have done just that uh, three out of the last four years where it was uh, Nina Se for a little bo- a little while, and then it was uh, Marco Nunez, and then now with Judy Seto, who uh, was brought back in 2019. Uh, she is now, her contract was not renewed, making Roger Sancho, who was uh, brought in last season, the head of that department now moving forward. Um, there's a few things to unpack here. First and foremost, again, the notion of continuity, uh, the notion of culture is not a thing, apparently, under Rob Palenka. He wants results. He wants them yesterday. And in this case, as the Lakers have basically battled injuries now for three of the last four seasons, uh, the Lakers are now once again making a change there. The thing is, they have they battled injuries because the training staff wasn't doing its job or have they battled injuries because they rely really heavily on old people (laughs) right like it's this year's uh roster was comically old and of course that kind of a roster was going to run into some injury issues even if those injury issues uh, Kendrick Nunn dealt with an injury throughout the entirety of the season. Taylor Houghton Tucker missed some time here and there. Um, it, like those guys were the young ones, and they dealt with injuries. You look across the roster, and basically everybody outside of Russell Westbrook dealt with some kind of a lingering issue throughout the year. And, uh, you know, the Lakers deemed that enough reason to make a change. But again... Are you making a change for the sake of making a change, or does this ignore the foundational issue at hand? The other thing here with the Lakers, as they rely so heavily on superstars, uh, guys like LeBron, guys like AD, even Russell Westbrook, they have their own teams of uh, people that they trust with their bodies and their conditioning and, and keeping them as healthy and as fit over the course of an 82 plus, uh, 82 game season with, you know, normally uh, some playoff games involved there, not this season, obviously. Uh, but with those superstars, like it's kind of difficult to be a trainer in the NBA because a lot of times, you know, you're, you're kind of overridden um, in, in many ways. Uh, in this case, the Lakers, again, they might be saying, look, why continue to pay somebody if we're, or why have a robust training staff if our most important assets basically have their own training teams? Uh, I, I thoroughly disagree with the approach if that is the, the direction that they're going in here. Uh, but why, essentially, why spend money out of our pocket if that money is already or somebody else is basically using their own resources to take care of their own bodies. Um, as it stands right now, the Lakers are not going to fill Seto's position. Uh, and 
that means that you're now going to have an even thinner training staff on a team that you know heading into next season. Injuries are going to be a concern because, again, LeBron and AD haven't been healthy in in two seasons now. And depending on the trade that they make, if they trade for Gordon Hayward, he's somebody who comes with a lengthy injury history. And if they trade for Malcolm Brogdon, that's another guy who comes with a lengthy uh, injury history. So, uh, I look, still early. Maybe they kind of change course as they get closer to the season and they do wind up bringing somebody in to fill Seto's shoes. But as it stands right now, going into the season with a thinner training staff after a season like this one, certainly a decision. The other thing that I find kind of interesting here, and uh, this is me reading between the lines, is... Look, Seto was incredibly close with Kobe. Rob Palenka knows probably better than basically anybody on the face of the planet the role that Judy Seto played in uh, keeping Kobe Bryant healthy as he was just maniacal about uh, the way that he wanted to be available and the things that he was willing to put his body through in order to remain available. Uh, So if anybody had this kind of a decision weighing heavily on his mind, it was Rob Palinka. Um, so it makes you kind of wonder where else this might be coming from. Uh, the other thing here too is, as Sato played that role with Kobe, and as she was so synonymous with Kobe's career, it does implicitly sing- signal that the Lakers are basically saying that ties to Kobe aren't enough alone to keep you employed. Uh, why does that matter? And if that is a message that they are willing to send implicitly, and again, this isn't an explicit shot across the bow at anybody. I think this was a decision that was made and take from it what you will. But in this case, as Sato was so close to Kobe in such a, a huge part of his career, as he would tell you, uh, he waxed poetic a lot about how available she was and how vital she was to keeping him healthy over the course of his extended career. Uh, This is, again, implicitly stating that in order to remain with the Lakers, you have to be productive. And ties back to Kobe aren't enough by themselves to keep you employed. And if that is a message that the Lakers are sending just inherently, then that's a message that Rob Palinka better listen loudly to because if anybody is synonymous and if anybody holds their position because of those ties to Kobe, it's him. And if essentially the Lakers are saying we will, those ties to Kobe will give you a shot. They will give you an opportunity, but you have to produce. Then this is essentially them telling Rob, man, you better get shit done this year. I do want to wish Judy absolutely the best on her way out away from this organization. Again, she was synonymous with Kobe and thus Lakers' success for basically the entirety of her uh, professional career. She uh, is somebody who is incredibly well-respected in the physical therapy slash training community. Um, My wife just legitimately looks up to her as a physical therapist herself, Uh, So, Judy, all the best moving forward. Thank you for everything over the years, and uh, best of luck in whatever comes next for you. 
All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown. Make sure you guys check out, look, we had three lengthy podcasts yesterday uh, as I went on spaces to talk about things around the league, the Lakers coaching search, the Lakers awareness of some of the fan frustration out there. Uh, That was a really fun conversation. Then I hopped on with Dan Wojcicki on my show uh, to go over uh, some of what he Uh, recalls from covering this team as closely as he did over the course of the season and uh, how confident the Lakers are in their ability to turn things around this summer. So check out all of that. And then later today, I'm going to record a show with Harrison. And then we have another lowdown. And then we have a hook with Aaron Larsoul and myself. Until all of that, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.